0: You're drinking house coffee, unfiltered conversations brewed out the intersection of real estate life and coffee shop service.
1: We're Maggie and Rich, local business owners and friends, sharing stories and welcoming you to pull up a chair with us. The door's always open.
0: Let us pour you a cup.
1: Today, we thought we would talk about coffee.
0: It does make sense that today would be a topically coffee uh style episode yeah
1: in the coffee realm
0: um yes if you tuned in last time you heard us talk about how we essentially have two podcasts in one
1: Mm -hmm.
0: maggie's realm how would you self-describe your realm
1: okay great question um my realm is home staging real estate with a focus on sustainability.:
0: Beautifully said. Home staging, real estate, mm-hmm. with a focus on sustainability for the people out there. Um, yeah. Cool. Well,:
1: And your realm is specialty coffee.
0: Yes. yes, which is kind of it's both specific and broad. So I'm not going to try to define the whole thing right now. But specialty coffee is a way of differentiating or, I don't know, segmenting part of, you know, what we think of when we think of coffee. And I think that's why we use the word specialty. Um, depending on where you see that word or how you hear it or come up against it, it could be being defined a lot of different ways. I will. I will admit, because you hear specialty, and some people think of, oh, that's going to be a latte. That's going to be a like a a caramel macchiato. You know, it's like a specialty, quote unquote, type of milky coffee drink. Maybe you'll think of it mm-hmm. that way. You know, and in that in that sense, you could think of Starbucks or Dunkin' as having these type of. Now they have specialty lattes, and that's one way to think about it. That's not really what we mean when we talk about Mm -hmm. specialty. We're not so much talking about uh, style of, of drinks that you might encounter everywhere or anywhere as much as we're talking about, again, kind of a segment of the coffee industry. And it generally pertains to the quality of the raw ingredients. So we're talking coffee itself. We're talking about the quality of it, we're talking about like the technical grade of it. Uh, which I won't get into we'd say that for a whole pod probably, grading coffee and the point scale and how that determines a uh, sense of quality. But again, it's it's we're talking about a really specific part of of the coffee industry when we talk about specialty. So I just I'm throwing that out there to kind of give a little bit of definition just at the top of this whole concept. Um cause you said my realm is especially coffee. And, yeah. I, and that's right. I think I think when it comes to me um, and TJ, you know, we share some of this experience because TJ works for me at Storied, the business that I own. And you've been with us for several years now, off and on when you're home from college and everything, as well as barista by day and uh, producer by night.
1: Producer by night. <laughs> TJ is our beloved producer and audio engineer. That's right. All the credit.
2: That's right. Thank y'all. To TJ. Yeah, it's fun.
0: So over in our realm, you know, we talk about we talk about what it means to say specialty, what it means to ha- basically like have a specialty coffee business. That's what we're exploring. Um, that's what I'm exploring. What does it mean to have a specialty coffee business? What does it look like? Mm-hmm. What does it require? Um, what can I give back into the world? Mm-hmm. What's the value of it? why differentiate that way, et cetera, et cetera. There's all yeah. kinds of ways to, to examine that and turn that over. And, uh, you know, how, how does it affect us in the coffee? How can I put this in, in the comer, How does it affect us in the commercial sense? How does it affect us in the home sense? Right. Because yeah. you can brew coffee at home. Can you make specialty coffee on your Nespresso? I'm not really sure. Probably not.
1: That is actually a great, another great segue about what will be we wanted to talk about today, which kind of coincidentally overlaps a little bit with the home part of it, which is like True. how to make good coffee at home. But we're more focusing on the good coffee. And you mentioned Nespresso because that's how I make my coffee at home Nespresso. is with Nespresso, which... Yep. For me, the untrained palate, well, okay, for me, I'm like, (laughs) for now, (laughs) I just, I just enjoy the taste of Nespresso and the ease and simplicity is way better than any other type of like pod style brewing.
0: So like versus Keurig. Correct. Or K-Cups as they call them. Or, um...
1: Or there's like I don't know what the, other
0: pods are out there. Yeah, I had for a little while before I was before I was in coffee as a career. I we got the Starbucks Verismo.
1: Verismo. Did
0: you ever come across that? Yes, I, didn't, I did. I, I didn't see too many of those out there. I saw one on Facebook Marketplace once, Starbucks Verismo, which they were selling in their store in like 2016, 15, 16. and we maybe even earlier. Could that have been twenty?
1: Probably
0: a lot earlier. Fourteen. In those early, you know, tens of the twenties. And we got that and they would serve they would sell their Mm -hmm. style coffee. So like their Christmas blend was that was out that year, or you could get the Pike Place, you know, so just Mm -hmm. all the Starbucks stuff is like in these pods that are specific to the the Verismo. But the coolest part was so it would make essentially espresso style coffee. Your Nespresso does that yes. too, right? And that's different from Keurig yes. style too, which makes more of a brewed style cup.
1: My, my machine makes espresso and Lungo.
0: Okay. Does yours froth milk? Yes. It's got like a separate component?
1: Yes. And it also has a uh, cup warmer.
2: That's that's hot. It's, yep, it's hot. If, if you could describe like, like the milk steaming contraption and like and like how the milk ends up like how like how, how would you describe like it, like how, um, how does like the milk look
1: um well I use plant-based milk and I usually I only use that frother like once like honestly our bro that's the best part yeah, I know but I drink my coffee black <laughs> but if I were to use it um it's like a separate um cup it's like a cup with a lid and then a magnetic frothing wand on the bottom. And then you can do a cold foam. You could do like latte foam or you could do espresso foam. And it it like changes the direction and rotation of the frothing wand based upon what you select.
0: Do you mean cappuccino? Possibly? Oh,
2: sorry. Yes, I do. Latte and cappuccino. Yes. Cold foam. That's, a, that's an interesting take. I mean what I've done for cold foam is I just take some like vanilla syrup that I make at home some heavy cream and I like you know those like electric like things that we use for the matcha Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I just froth that like that. Sure. It's no that's cool. decent cold foam. Yeah. But. I uh
1: That's what I mean you don't need an espresso machine to make that. I also have a 6 dollar handheld wand that you can like use your thumb and you know Froth away. Right. It's yeah, not yeah. not it, needed.
0: The point is it came with that component. Yes, yes. And so did my verismo. So that sounds exactly like what I had. It had mm-hmm. this wand that came, that, there was like a slot in the top where it would go mm-hmm. in and then it could come out for washing and everything. And it would, it was magnetic in the cup on the bottom and then it would, uh, it'd basically heat the milk and mm-hmm. spin around and froth it to give it. You know, yeah. it's a, a a frothy texture for yeah. lattes.
1: But the we reason some,
0: we had syrups lined up on the bar, dude. Oh, we like yeah. went all in. I had like a that's cool. You know, for my pre-coffee shop specialty coffee self.
1: I guess it it you know it if, if if we're making this about our audience, it, it really we should ask the question like, how do they like their coffee? Because if you are someone that likes a cappuccino or likes a latte, then a milk frother is definitely something that would be beneficial to have at home. And this is just my hot take, no pun intended. You can, you know, give another suggestion, but if you wanted to make a cappuccino at home, I will, I, you know, and you don't have a cappuccino machine, what I used to do is put um, a mug of milk in the microwave and I would microwave it for like 30 seconds. Then use the handheld frothing wand and add that to my drink. How do you feel about that?
0: <laughs> Yikes. I have a lot of feelings about this. <laughs> I love this question, though. I love this question because it's challenging for someone like me. Which It's I like think,
1: cappuccino on a budget. Which
0: I think is important. Yeah. All right, here's here's something I've probably said this before. You got to know this about me. I'm not a snob when it comes to coffee. Mm-hmm. Okay, and what I mean by that is I will drink anything. I have I have the palate for I can taste it. I had Stewart's this morning, flavored Stewart's. I don't even I go to Maple if Stewart's doesn't have a flavor brewed. I'm probably not even gonna get their coffee. Like I'm not there for Stewart's coffee because it doesn't taste good. If I'm into Stewart's, one it's convenience. Mm-hmm. I probably got gas as well, and um, I'm getting— Chris's
1: coffee makes a lot of flavored coffee.
0: They do. They do, yeah. So <clears throat> so what's the point? The point is I, 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 I know how to drink anything, and I'm not going to knock people for drinking things um, necessarily, right?
1: Yeah, the question is how to make good coffee at home. So that was one suggestion that I had if you wanted to make a cappuccino at home and you don't have a big expensive— machine that's the dilemma yeah, what what's the dilemma
0: to make good coffee at home I mean, um, there's just so much wrapped up in that question but i'm trying to go with you on this okay. trying to go with you on this you're approaching this from your realm and not mine and that's that's a beautiful thing right now <laughs> this is a very beautiful moment that we're sharing
2: in my experience the dilemma really is kind of all about money and like how much you're genuinely willing to spend to make good coffee at home.
1: See, I equate coffee snobbery to money. Like I Why? because like everything else that's snobbery is kind of associated with having money in my opinion. In my in my experience with yeah.
2: Well, how do you define snobbery?
1: Um jeez I think snobbery is defined as like something that feels that it's better than other things.
2: Okay. What if it's that feels objectively better? Huh? What if What if it's like actually objectively better though? So,
1: but what that but makes it snobbery? Can't, I mean, that is, you can't t- make that assumption because it has to do with someone's taste.
0: That's that's right, and that's why I find this question so challenging.
2: You're totally right, and and you're on a good track. That's like so, saying drinking well, coffee
1: black is better.
2: Well, I so I'm not talking about the taste part of it. I'm talking about, like, like what Rich was talking about at the beginning of the episode, like, like the grade of the coffee, like the quality, um, how fresh the coffee is, like, compared to, like, when it's been roasted, that kind of stuff. Um, Do you know
1: why I stopped making pour-over coffee at home? Why? Because Rich was giving me crap for using coffee that was like past its date like i would buy coffee from storied and then i would like have it ground and then like a few months later he's like you're still drinking that coffee bro and i'm like yeah i i'm still i'm still making it he's like oh that's no that's not good anymore you
2: you said like a month
1: later a couple months later Uh i
2: Okay, I mean, she, let's, bro, this wasn't even in the last year.
0: Let's whatever let's, you're whatever you're talking about right now. First of all, I don't remember it, although it's <laughs> believable. Um, and it was definitely not within the last year. Uh, it was
1: like I was like, oh, well, I'm not drinking it the right way because it's it's past its date from when it was ground. Well, let's,
2: let's rewind a little bit. We got it. Yeah. Like I, I I I feel I feel like some like <laughs> comparisons are necessary. Okay. Um, I think.
1: I okay, think that's a good, that's it's, good...
2: It's, 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 it's a spectrum in a sense where, you know, like the older coffee gets obviously, you know, people don't know, a lot of people at least don't know that coffee does have an expiration date, it, not in the sense where it'll make you sick, but in, in the sense where like it doesn't like taste good anymore, I feel like. Yeah, the but flavor that, drops Isn't
1: off. that why you're supposed to keep it in the freezer?
2: Um... Are you just trying to get are
0: you just trying to are you just trying to provoke something here so, I mean that's what my grandma but, used to do but let's 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 compare yeah, that is the thought behind keeping it in the freezer is keeps it fresher longer
2: mm-hmm. yeah but let's let's compare getting shout out to grandma mm-hmm. <laughs> let's compare getting you know coffee from like a local coffee shop that's been roasted within the past one to two weeks um keeping it at home ground for like one to two months. I would still say that is exponentially better. Than the coffee you might in a buy, like in a can or like at the grocery store. I'm not going to name any like mm-hmm. brands or anything because I don't want to throw shade. But like a lot of that coffee, I don't know for a fact, but like it, it smells like it's like six months or even a year old.
1: Yeah, and that's the coffee where my sister Hannah said like has mold.
2: Yeah, and, and like I I heard from somewhere that like you can even find so like, much head shaking right <laughs> like now. like cockroaches in it or something because like some have like gotten into like the. The grinding gear. What are you, what are you people even talking about? I I I I've seen a video where like apparently like the remains of like cockroaches are like found in some of that like really old grocery store coffee.
1: Well, okay, this podcast episode has taken a turn. <laughs> okay.
2: Um But yeah, yeah. so <laughs> the point I'm trying to make here is although your method of of brewing coffee, you know, it might be let's say a little more extra than than Maggie's method. But we we do have to give Maggie the the leeway that the way you were doing it, like a month old. It, like that's that's still way better than like like cura coffee. Like that tastes like really old, because really bitter.
1: I always I so the other thing about how I make coffee at home outside of the Nespresso pods is I have a storied blend, and I also have a decaf blend that I mix together to make a less strength, caffeinated strength drink for my own uh, jittery purposes or lack thereof. Yeah. (laughs) So I feel like I can drink more coffee if it's like has a little decaf mixed into it than if I just full strength.
0: Listen. All right. Look, there's some character assassination going on right now. And I just got to pre- preserve my good name <laughs> for a minute. Okay. <laughs> not to make this about me. All right.
1: <laughs> but you are the specialty coffee.
0: I, I need to go expert. on record here. We got to go on record and make a couple things clear. Okay. <clears throat> First of all, people need to drink coffee that they enjoy. Great. And Love I'm it. not against anyone for drinking any kind of coffee. Okay, and no matter how it was made, and I don't want to be that guy. Now, if I have been that guy, and there's a distinct possibility, probability even, that I have been that guy, all right. I just want to go on record and say that guy's dead to me, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and he should be dead to y'all too. Okay, don't. I don't want. I don't want episode two, season two here. People thinking, oh, Rich, is this. Special, coffee He's snob? this coffee snob guy, and, I, and he's going to make things inaccessible for me because what I'm hoping I can help um, provide in the world is more accessibility around better coffee.
1: I love that.
0: Okay? So regardless of everything that was just said for the last 20 minutes in this podcast, we could scrub it all and start right from there and say, look, I'm not here to um, – Yuck anyone's yum. Mm-hmm. what I am here to do is challenge the ways we think about coffee, okay and taste in coffee. I very much agree that this that that good or even better those are matters of of taste and and are ultimately. On the ground level, subjective things. I do think, and I think a better word, TJ and friends, would be technically better. Because there are things that are technically higher quality, technically better. What I mean by that is coffee... Think if you talk about comparisons. Think about it like as wine, right? Within wine, you have sommeliers. You Mm -hmm. have people who objectively know how to define the tasting notes and the components Mm -hmm. and qualities of Mm -hmm. like a glass of wine, based on its um, style, based on its region, its age, etc. There's all these things that go into into wine. Um, There are other alcohols that are in this realm, obviously, probably. food components as well. Coffee is actually more complex than wine. And... You heard it here first. While the tea would be another category probably, while coffee is less developed and more ubiquitous than wine, in the sense that there are far more people drinking... There are far more people drinking coffee than wine. Maybe. Maybe not, actually. I actually don't know if that I don't know about that one. That would be an interesting. A little bit of study, but <clears throat> what I mean is you know, wine is ultimately reserved for people of a certain age, hopefully, yeah. <laughs> versus coffee is a little more uh widespread. You're also drinking coffee more often than drinking wine, hopefully. <laughs> um depending on your lifestyle, right? But I think so hopefully that makes my point and what I meant by yeah. that. Yeah. So coffee is something we kind of take for granted. And I'd like to challenge that way of thinking. Coffee is not something that should be taken for granted in a lot of senses. And you can really start to think about it in the ways you can think about something like wine or craft beer or whatever. There are technical specifications to certain aspects of that product that, objectively speaking, you can draw lines around. Whether... A um, (laughs) 95-point geisha coffee roasted to perfection brewed uh, by a world barista champion to technical specifications tastes good to you or not is an open question. Got it. Right? But that doesn't mean there aren't objective truths and realities about what it should be tasting. You just need the palate possibly for that, right? And the more you, it doesn't even actually matter how much you know about that coffee because you could still just not have the taste for that product and that would just
1: be- You might not like coffee.
0: You might not be a coffee drinker. You might not like caffeine or can't have caffeine or whatever. You might love caffeine, can't have it. Do you see what I'm saying? Right. So what I want to help us do is just realize like we take coffee for granted way too much way too much in this world. And I think that is what contributes to so many of the problems that I see in coffee and that I see in, I mean, commerce. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, yeah. Okay. That's my soapbox. (laughs) There's your coffee break. So how does someone Uh, make
1: good coffee at home then?
0: How does someone make coffee that they enjoy at home? We have some tips for you. I think, TJ's cluing into a very important one, which would be use the freshest coffee you can get your hands on to a point. And what I mean by that is there's a window of opportunity with coffee. Can I just
1: pause for a second and and just say like, you know, part of this, don't be afraid to like put out there what you think is good coffee, because like, I think that's what's also part of the, about the show is like, I'm going to have opinions about style, home style, trends, paint colors and stuff, and I'm going to say, that's ugly or that's whatever. So like, I want you to also feel free to say, this is good, this is bad, because it's your opinion, whether or not somebody might think it is or it.
0: Is- not uh, Okay, thanks for that. I will consider, I'll consider that, but my point, again, is to... Make things accessible. Got it. So if I hesitate to share a strong opinion around something that I understand can be subjective, it's only because I don't want to alienate someone mm-hmm. possibly with my opinion. That's, okay. my, that's my caveat to your caveat. Okay. Um That said, <clears throat> I would say TJ was talking about freshness of coffee, and that's a really key thing. Um I would expect that the Folgers you're getting, and that's been – I presume freshly roasted and ground and then sealed up like within a certain time frame. I mean, those guys are they're building a business. I'm sure there's quality controls, you know. So that should seem pretty fresh. I, there's going to be a difference between your freshly opened can of Folgers and the can that's been sitting in your your pantry for eight months. You know, you're going to mm-hmm. taste the difference. I'm sure because that's 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 how that product goes. Goes over time It's exposure to air. Once coffee is ground, the shelf life diminishes exponentially <laughs> because of the expo- possible okay, so
1: can exposure to I, air. Can I insert a tip then? So if somebody is going to make coffee at home.
0: Just all put it in your freezer. No. Just kidding. Don't
1: <laughs> grind it all at once.
0: Yeah. Perfect.
1: Grind it per batch if or possible, per a couple yeah. batches?
0: Per. Um, I, I mean, the key here is you'd want to grind it as you need it.
1: Grind it as you need it.
0: Yeah, if if possible. Okay, not so when you buy a a coffee
1: from Store or someplace like it's not the best idea to have the whole bag ground and brought home unless you're gonna brew the entire bag. But but,
2: but, but then, then, then it becomes in a relatively short amount of time. But, but then, then it becomes relatively. like a weighing of options accessibility as as Rich was talking mm-hmm. about. Like like optimally. You want to buy uh, a, a really nice grinder for uh, your coffee. That, My Mister
1: Coffee grinder works just fine.
2: I I don't know anything about that grinder, so don't give me those eyes. I'll take, I'll take your word for it. <laughs> but you know, like I I have a it's probably a Whirly Blade. I have a Baratza. It is a Whirly Blade. I have a Baratza Encore. Yep. Mm. Um. We also use those in the shop. For like, well, when when the vibes are good, we do pour overs. <laughs> Shut up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I, I purchased that. Um, well, no, I, I received it for Christmas a couple years ago. Um, and I use that grinder for my pour overs. So I, I'm lucky enough to be able to buy whole bean coffee and grind it as I need it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I am now facing the dilemma of how I want to make specialty coffee at home as I do in the shop. Um, that isn't Mm -hmm. just like a cup of coffee. Like I want espresso, I want lattes, I want cappuccinos, I want a flat white, like I want all of this stuff, but that is so difficult to achieve at the grade of which I'm trying to achieve it Yeah, with the budget of a poor college kid. Right. (laughs) So like I, I, I could do a pour over, no problem.
1: So what are some things that you've done to like try to do that?
2: Yeah. I mean, um, over the summer, I was talking with my buddy Nick from Arthur's, and he gave me some good recommendations on more affordable um, methods of achieving that at home. Um, I have uh, I have a stovetop milk steamer. Mm. Um, I think it's by a company called Bellman, I, I think they're called. Um, in a sense, it, it has uh, a chamber where you place cold water and then a chamber of air above it. Uh, you seal it completely. And you put it on the stovetop and the cold water creates a lot of steam and uh and by the handle there are a few holes like start spraying steam out when it's ready. And it has like it's like a steam wand, much like uh like a commercial grade espresso machine mm-hmm. would have, and it has a nozzle that you can um turn to let the steam out and it steams really well. I, I, I made some some really good uh latte milk the other day with it. Um but I could only make a cafe au lait with it because I cannot make good espresso at home.
1: Real quick, what's a cafe au lait?
2: A cafe au lait is a cup of coffee that you pour steamed milk, usually latte type steamed milk, not like okay. cappuccino. So
1: as opposed to espresso. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. It's it's like a cup of coffee with just steamed milk on top in a sense. Okay,
1: so that's what I was making when I was talking about my microwaved milk handheld frother. I was making a cafe au lait. Okay. Those are
2: good. They're really good. Um, well, this literally doesn't
0: matter, but <clears throat> you, were just, you were just adding that to brewed?
1: I was adding that to brewed coffee. coffee.
0: Instead of your Nespresso pods or whatever? Correct. Oh, okay. Yep. Well, it could go either way. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, technically speaking, that's, that's the name we've given to brewed
2: coffee with steamed milk instead yeah, of espresso and steamed milk. I was
1: just trying to paint milk. the like, picture for the, what you were yes, talking
2: about. Absolutely. Um but yeah the 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 latest challenge that I've approached is the best and most affordable way to get espresso at home. Um my my friends recently obtained an espresso which they brought to my apartment and mm-hmm. they would make espresso all the time um in our apartment and uh, I tried it um personally for me. And and what I like, um, I found it to be. What
1: type of Nespresso was it? I don't
2: know. It it's like red and plastic. I
1: was, like <laughs> what? How were the pods like? Drink that. were, were the <laughs> pods kidding. like like three quarters of an inch in diameter, or were the pods like an inch and a half in diameter?
2: I cannot tell you that, man. Okay. It, it then it, it is then. one espresso it's, and one's it's, coffee. It's yes. It's it's like that, and it those has like, the, a little like yeah those, that's
1: That's not that's a different type well, it's Nespresso, but it's that is like there's two different types of Nespresso and two different pods and I'm not gonna get into it, but I don't know. We're getting schooled on Nespresso. I don't know if what you have so there's no those Nespresso pods are like quote unquote smart pods where you have no control. Like you put the pod in and the machine just does what the pod tells it to do you can't control the amount of water or the intensity or anything like that whereas like the machine that i have which is a little bit older you can you can start and stop the drip like mid flow and like change the intensity okay
2: that's pretty neat
1: yeah it's really cool
2: i like that um recently i i No, you're fine. Totally fine. I I actually I really appreciate the education. I didn't know that Nespresso had that capability. Um, I it's I recently purchased. <laughs> <laughs> well, I uh, I over the summer I purchased uh, off eBay um a Flair Espresso maker. I'm not going to call it a machine because it's it's very mechanical. F L
1: A R E
2: I R I R F L A I R Yes, Flair Espresso. Um, I have it's, it's like, like a most, manual pump yes. situation, yes. right? Yeah, it, it, it looks <coughs> like it's like a big lever, um, and it doesn't have like a traditional like porta filter that you usually have with like the commercial grade machines that you see in shops. It it has almost like a like a cylinder like this. Yeah, um, you put uh, and it gives you a little tamper that you can tamp down. It's shaped specifically for like the one that we have at the shop. It probably would not work. For it because it's, it's, um, and, uh, and then you thing, and then it has like almost like a plunger, um, that you place on top, and it has plunger, lever up, add hot water okay. on top of the espresso, um, goes down with a lever, um, Pressure is pushing the hot water through Mm. the coffee grounds to make the espresso. Um, I've explained that in the best possible way I think I can. Um, In a nutshell, it makes, or so they say, specialty coffee-grade espresso. I have not personally been able to achieve that with it yet, and I'm kind of in the process of troubleshooting it. Honestly, the, the biggest... Problem that I've approached with that so far is the grounds. I that's what have, I said. Yes, your grinder can't no. probably do what it needs. Your grinder I, can't qu- quite make no. No. it fine
1: enough, no, no fine I, enough,
2: or even even enough. I, I watched a, a James Hoffman video on the flare when I was like first researching my options of how to make a good espresso at home, or technically good as as we're saying now. Um, I uh, he he really seemed to like the flare. Um, especially for the price point uh, he actually used his Barraza Encore for the espresso grounds funny enough um, and he said it was decent um, my findings were that uh, I, don't, I, I obviously you know like I would prefer like an actual espresso grinder and all okay. I have right now okay. is a hand grinder
1: you know what I see that at sucks. estate sales all the time what? they are like aluminum like, they kind of look like a, a little mini miniature percolator.
0: It's a mocha pot.
1: But they're, like, mini. They're maybe, like, f- four inches on the top and maybe, like, a little bit on the bottom. And, like, there's, like, little components that go inside of it. And they're in, like, a lot—I think a lot of Italian kitchens have it's them. It's called a
2: mocha pot. M O K A. M-O-K-A. M-O-K-A. Yeah. Not like chocolate mocha?
1: Thank you for spelling I mean, that out. I mean,
0: I'm— I'm sure it comes from the same root.
1: And then the other word, thing I see in the, in the same it kitchen, in, it looks in the like it. In, it looks like a miniature French press. It's literally also maybe five inches tall, and it's got the same little wand that a French press wand would have. And I've seen someone make frothed milk in them. What you do is you pour milk in them, and then you just bring the wand up and down really, really fast. And it like froths the milk. And you make with the mocha, the mocha mocha pot. pot, you make espresso in that. It's like a little percolating espresso maker. And then you make your frothed milk in the like miniature French presser. And that's. That's a, a version. Uh,
2: that's a version. That's another. I, idea. I have actually experimented and with it's, the French press,
1: and it's so, not that expensive. You can literally find them at estate sales.
2: You're, 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 you're making a good point
0: here. You're cluing into something. You're cluing into something, which is that there are ways to make drinks that resemble those you'll find in your local specialty coffee shops. Yeah, but when you have developed a taste through the experience of those drinks made at a professional level, then what you can generally accomplish at home is often not going to cut it anymore. And that is uh, the curse that TJ and I now bear.
2: I I would say me more than you, because you have the Marzocco Mini at home.
0: Mm, I did. I did. It's not currently at home now. It's it's, it's back on the pop-up circuit. Gotcha. But there was a time... In our parental leave when Oliver was born, mm-hmm. when we, we, we had a full
2: on espresso set up at home. And that Marzocco Mini is like, I would say, if I had the larger budget, that would, that would be like. We're
0: talking 6K here, people. Yeah, yeah that, that, oh, that, that would be like, like my, my dream machine like, for at
2: home. Maggie, hold on, hold on. I'm
1: that's just going This is just, this, this is so perplexing to me because. You I, don't
0: drink lattes? No. Okay, so what we're talking about are milk based espresso beverages that we go and routinely spend anywhere from four to $8 for sometimes 12 because the people who have the equipment that make those drinks in the kinds of shops we go to can achieve a certain texture to the milk at a certain temperature that plays very nicely with a certain style of espresso brewed coffee. That you just can't match at home. And until you have the taste for that, you might not care, right?
1: That sounds like snobbery to me. You might not
0: want to spend that amount of money, but it's like anything. You can drink a Coors Light and you can drink an IPA. I feel like IPAs. I actually don't care that much about IPAs. You can drink a nice lager from Wolf Hollow Brewing and, like, the the choice is—the difference is clear, can I give you a better comparison?
1: Well, you just kind of sound like you're contradicting yourself a little bit because you said earlier in this, like just like 10, 15 minutes ago, that like you're trying to provide more accessibility to coffee, but how is a twelve dollar latte accessible to everybody?
0: I would not pay twelve dollars for latte. He said sometimes.
2: I yeah, I that's that's and that is actually rooted in
0: the espresso. Yeah.
2: yeah cost, that, not yeah. the, that, uh, it's like a, it's, I'm talking like a six to $8 espresso double shot in the latte, which makes that so expensive. And that is rare. Frankly, I'm just, I, I saying, frankly, well, frankly, I'm just
1: saying, if you're spending
2: that amount of coffee on espresso, you're not putting milk in it.
1: To me, that too. making coffee more accessible at home doesn't equate to creating $8 lattes at home. Like, it just it doesn't, doesn't seem like... No,
0: those are different things. But I think, I think the point we're making here and...
1: Uh, like, to someone like me, who's not a coffee snob, I mean, I don't like Stewart's coffee, but I... Okay, I think in terms of my coffee snobbery, I, I think the only thing I would really turn my nose up at is Keurig. Everything else, I would probably... But if I wanted to make like I have a te- like I am someone who has attempted to make technically good coffee at home by using a French press, by using a frother. I have a Nespresso coffee maker. I also bought a Mel- Melita coffee, like one of these. What are these things called? Um, pour over. Pour over device. Device. <laughs> pour over coffee dripper. Um. So like. I am someone who is trying to make good coffee at home and be, ha- have it be so like, No, and then now you're telling me to even achieve that. I need to have a no. $6,000 espresso machine. How thought. is that accessible? Hold that, hold that, thought.
2: Hold <laughs> that thought. All <laughs> I'm going to say is that
0: I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about TJ. Okay. You're you're saying that I'm against you when all I'm trying to say is I'm I'm defending TJ, right? Okay. His taste, what he's trying to do at home, you're actually downplaying and trying to say but it doesn't have to be that way. But the thing is, he can't it, gotcha. it has to be that way because <clears throat> that's okay. what he expects from a okay. coffee yeah. experience. I, I,
1: I get that now. Right. And I apologize and and for I, that, for totally that misunderstanding. No, no, and, yeah, that's an important I'm clarification. Trying to, you are I am path. our listener right now. <laughs> I, am our, I am the listener right now who's like – You're a
0: segment of our listeners. <laughs> okay. And we love them, to, and I'm happy you're all here. Trying
1: to be <laughs> more accessible.
0: Yeah, yeah. totally. And, but, I'm, and I'm in the middle, because TJ is the other end of that spectrum of listeners who are like,
1: huh, plot twist. I
0: care about... No, okay, sorry, that's not even the right way to start with that off, because people do care. And I don't mean to say that they don't. You care. And that's very evident, and that's what I love about the fact that we can have this conversation. This probably, dude, I'm this season going to be great. <laughs> let for the season, and I'm like riding this line. This is cool because I'm riding this line. I'm like I'm trying to embrace the Maggie's of the world who who actually do like a good coffee experience, right? And the TJs of the world who literally work in a specialty coffee shop more than two specialty coffee shops, mm-hmm. and um, want to replicate as close to that like highest quality that they know exists and love coffee experience at home and you know that's a different there's a different style a different level that each of you are trying to achieve at home and there's going to be a full range of styles that people are trying to achieve or experiences that people are trying to achieve at home based on what um they have experienced before based on the tools at hand and the cost and all kinds of things which is why I said at the beginning I just need you to drink coffee you enjoy for TJ, he's not going to enjoy microwaved milk that he frauds with his hand frother. He'll try it. And if that's what he's got to settle for, you know, we've already we talked about how what we're mm-hmm. willing to settle for here. But settling is not the same as, like,
1: achieving, a, achieving
0: what you know is possible. Mm-hmm. And if you can kind of figure out the shortcut to do the best you can compared to what you know is possible— in a way you can afford to do it, like that's going to be, that's the real journey that we're <laughs> on. So I hope that clarifies.
1: That does clarify. You know,
0: I'm not yeah. trying to say what TJ's trying to do is what everyone needs to do. Even the flare, I mean, would you get 100 bucks on the thing?
2: 150, 160. Yeah, those aren't cheap yeah. either, right? No. Like you can
0: get that at home, depending. Um, so anyway, yeah. I'm just putting that out there for clarification. Again, character assassination is coming in hot today, but
1: it's <sighs> fine. I'm
0: here. I'm here. I'm here for it.
1: Yeah. yeah. I was just co- direct quoting you. <laughs>
0: yeah. So I, I'm just clearing up. I just wanted to clear up that we're dealing with a spectrum here. We're different, we're dealing with different perspectives okay. on something. And I'm trying to say where TJ is coming from, but TJ, you can speak for yourself. Cause you're Thank here. <laughs> you. Yeah. yeah. So,
2: so, I mean, in terms of the coffee lovers pipeline, um, I have been spoiled. Okay. I, I skipped so many steps. I like I I literally my so my first experiences were with coffee were at the beginning of high school. Um in our high school, we were blessed enough to have a little cafe ran by the Give program in our cafeteria that would serve coffee up until like midday. For like a dollar a cup.
0: T J and I went to the same high school about Twelve years apart. Okay. So they That's didn't have that when I was there, Bummer. but I've heard about it and I think it might have stopped with COVID. But um that so sad. That
2: that was a sick time. That yeah, that, that, that carried me I wish throughout that was there school. when I was there. Yeah. yeah. No, it I loved it.
0: Maybe I can resurrect it.
2: Um, in a sense, it it also uh ruined me <laughs> because <laughs> yeah. it, it would be like a dollar for a cup. If you brought your own cup, it was still a dollar. I had a giant tumbler. Probably like thirty-two ounces, that I would pay a dollar, and they would fill it up to the top. Wow! With coffee. The give program, by the way, it was like a charity. It was like um, it was a service-based
0: organization that I think was unique to Scotia Glenville, but I could really? be wrong. I mean, it's called the Governor's Initiative for like volunteer
2: something or whatever. It was, but it was also a means for a lot of people in National Honor Society. To get volunteer right, hours, right? Exactly.
0: So there were all kinds of programs um, that you that people could do related to all kinds of things. Uh, they had like a animal shelter one that I, I did when I was there, and I, I had did that also too. done. I literally started one with TJ's brother. Yes, <laughs> yes dude. <laughs> TJ's brother was a freshman when I was a senior, and I started a program that was about picking up trash on the on oh, the school cool. grounds. Um, I forget what we called it, but your brother was uh, was one of the. Only people who was like, um, there most of the times. So
1: nice. <laughs>
0: but anyway, yeah. So a, as a volunteer service-based thing, so the dollars I don't know where they went, but basically it was that's why it was so cheap. It, it, was, it was donated the chair. It was donations. Yeah, going not the school wasn't that's making cool. money off it. Kids weren't making money off in, it. In in money. a sense, it
2: was like a like a mini, not for profit being ran within the school. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that was like the beginning of my coffee experience. It it took forever for me to even like black coffee. Um, it took a lot of peer pressure from my my dear friend Micah, who uh grew up working like on a farm at like four in the morning. So he would just take shots of espresso dude, and get right shout to, to it. Micah. Yeah. yeah, I I miss that guy. He I just I just got to save the while. date for his wedding. Actually, no wedding. I know. Dude, I'm very excited. Sick. Um, anyway, uh, so eventually I just started drinking black coffee due to peer pressure. Um, and I started to like coffee from there. I had like a Keurig at home, you know, um, and then COVID hit, go to crawl, and beg to this guy for a job. Um, cause I had nothing to do with my time. Um, and he was all like, you like washing dishes and that's where it all started. Um, and from there, that's when I became a lot more spoiled. I jumped, I, I jumped from Keurig coffee to commercial grade specialty coffee made fresh you know, and and like I skipped all the stages that you're currently in. Like I, I never had an espresso. I never thought of all these ways to froth milk. I never did any of that. I just, I just went to work. That's just and, the creator in me. No, and I, I admire that. I, that's awesome. Um,
1: and I'm somebody who likes to try lots of things. Yes,
2: yeah. I, I, I have definitely tried a lot of things at home when I'm trying to get a specialty grade coffee.
1: I am the type of person who wants to get. Coffee snobbery for less.
0: Real respect. Yeah, <laughs> but Maggie's um... more of a snob than I am, <laughs> and I'm going to go on the record. And am say I really? That. Right.
1: <laughs> am I really?
0: I don't know. We'll figure it out. We'll a lot last. of sass in season two. Coming in hot. Well,
1: I guess my 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 question is, and I just thought of this, so please bear with me. I like
0: the coffee lovers pipeline. That's that's good imagery. I'm going to work with that.
1: What is our takeaway, or if you will, what's something that somebody can take with them to go?
2: I like that. Stop. <laughs> um, I would say coffee and the coffee pipeline is very deep. It has a lot of layers to it. There are so, Where can they so, start? Many things that go into coffee. I think where they can start...
0: I've is, got an answer, but I'm going to let you finish.
2: sure. Um, in terms of education, I think going down to your local specialty coffee shop and just talking to them—that's so if, funny. He started where I was gonna start. <laughs> you know, like, like I, obviously, like you know, if if there isn't a line at the door, <laughs> but uh, and and from there, um, I think the best thing that you can do at home to make good quality coffee, uh, it's not espresso. Uh, it it definitely probably would be a pour over. I I would say get your coffee from a really good roaster, um, a roaster that is also known for selling its coffee fresh.
1: Or if a, a roaster, a local roaster, like let's say somebody lives in a yeah. more rural area, they can go to a, could they get like the, like a, a coffee from like an independent or like small family, like a Whole Foods or something, you know what I mean? Like I mean,
2: some, uh, there are plenty of really good, really decent. Um I would say like coffee purchasing opportunities online.
1: Oh okay. Oh, um
2: good. I uh I I received an Onyx coffee advent calendar for Christmas this year. It was really awesome. Um
1: Onyx O N Y X. Yes.
2: Shout their low, Trish, their motto is literally that. Sorry, not to talk over
0: you. No, you're fine. Totally fine. Trish rocks. Yeah. Um she knows what's up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Their their motto is literally, never settle for good enough. It's Mm -hmm. printed on all of their
2: material.
1: Yeah, Yeah, it's really
2: really cool. Uh, Arthur's, funny enough, actually has some Onyx leftover from Christmas time at their shop. Huge selection, actually. Um, Yeah, uh, so I I would say definitely go online. There are really, really good um, coffee... um,
1: Pour-over videos?
2: Roasters. Like, can somebody
1: YouTube? Like, uh, how to do a pour-over? Literally how
2: I started. I, I learned from James Hoffman. Um... That, Chris that, Baca, that, that's like,
1: you sent me some Chris Baca videos.
2: Yeah, I, I, I maybe got we can link them in our show notes. James,
1: yeah, the the videos. No, seriously, I want to give some yeah. someone like me who was like me at one point, where like yeah. Yeah. the ability to do this at home if they're yeah. really interested and they feel intimidated. Mm-hmm.
2: So uh, I I will tell you literally exactly what I did when I started making like specialty grade coffee at home. I I purchased a Kalita. Um, or, or you could do a Chemex. I, but I, I personally purchased a Kalita pour over.
1: I thought it was Melita.
2: Different. They're both,
0: both of those exist. Oh, okay. Melita is a coffee brand.
1: Okay. Um,
0: Kalita is, as I believe, a Japanese, um, coffee brewer. It's going to look like this. It looks very similar to that. Like a cone. (laughs) (laughs) Except it's metal. Um, oh well, they make different style. They, oh really? They make different styles. I didn't know. That. I think they make glass and plastic. Yeah. What yeah. I was gonna say is they have a flat bottom and this is a cone. Yeah. Okay. So there's cone drippers. Mm-hmm. There's the there's flat the V60. bottom. V60 is a cone dripper, but it's got like some like um, w- waves inside. It's got like the a pattern. Actually, too. this is this is, I believe is modeled after. Uh, it has a this has a spiral in it, and yeah. I, that's part of the V60 situation. There's like a spiral, and it's oh. supposed to direct the wa- water. Maybe I don't know. <clears throat> I don't know how a lot of these things come out, and then they're not as like cool as like yeah they set I mean, out to be when they when they first come out. Yeah, yeah. the di- main difference between Kalida and a, and a more of a specific cone dripper is just that flat bottom you're okay. gonna have, which is no issue. It's different styles of brewing. Um,
1: so, go order if you don't have a local roaster or a local coffee shop, order your coffee online. Yes. yes. From Onyx. Uh
2: huh. <laughs> a good place to start. <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, right. or, or others. <laughs> I, I really personally Southern love George, Howell coffee. George, George Howell. Howell coffee. George Howell Coffee. Yeah, if that's how you pronounce his last name. George Howell. Yes. Um, yeah. yeah. I have an interesting story about we'll George Howell. We'll link the
1: Chris Baca pour over educational video yeah. Yeah. that I learned how to make pour over from. Yes.
2: Um, a pour over. Go to that- an estate
1: sale. Yeah.
2: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love Maggie's hot tips. Um, I literally
1: I, just bought one of these cone uh, coffee drippers, a mini Melita one, and I'm putting it in my staging oh, stuff. Nice. It was $1. $1. <laughs> That's cool. Like, so- and my other one, my larger one that I own, I also bought at a different estate sale. That's sick. what I'm saying. Like these are the types of things that. Here's like- what's
0: really interesting about finding those at an estate sale is that pour overs are not new. They're yeah. just recently hot. They're they're like from like the fifties or something. Yeah. Pour over brewing has been around forever. Yeah. 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 Melita would be a company that was making pour over brewers all, for a long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and obviously who knows what was stopped. I mean, Chemex, the first Chemex was Chemex was invented in like nineteen forty one, I'm pretty wow. sure. Yeah, yeah. I have a nineteen forty-nine Chemex brewer. Yeah, it cool. still has the Pyrex stamp on it from that's when that cool. was like when they were when they were not being manufactured in house or, mm-hmm. or in another country. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, so that's just to give you a sense, like this is not a new concept. Uh, and Chemex is not It's totally sidetracked this thing, but just, uh, just to increase the perspective here, right? That's, that's my realm. That's, that's my job this season. I'm creating, increasing perspective around coffee. Um, Chemex was invented that long ago by literally a chemist, a scientist is why it's called Chemex. Mm-hmm. And it's, It's And the whole design is around how can we make better coffee. So, again, pour-overs have long been um, a a sought-after way to brew, one, convenient coffee, Mm -hmm. but two, to brew better coffee at home. And it's just that the technique... It's just that coffee itself, in terms of what we understand about how coffee brews, the science and the and the general awareness around what is going on has really increased over time, especially in the last 10 to 15, arguably 20 years. We call it third wave. And what is meant by third wave coffee is we're in the the modern the modern wave, the modern era of coffee has been one of increasing our understanding of what is happening it's increasing the transparency of around coffee from what's going on on the farm level with farmers how it's produced right we can see into that now mm-hmm. and then even how how do we make better coffee it's all about increasing that that skill set around that so um shout out to the estate sales <laughs> giving you <laughs> pour overs because it's not it's not just a specialty third wave thing it's like yeah you know, that's a you good gotta, way. Now it's you there just got to literally, you just have
1: to go into popular. the kitchen. Like yeah. you walk into the kitchen, you go into like, sometimes they will be all over on the countertop and sometimes you got to open cabinets. But like, I have found multiple pour overs, those mocha, mocha, es- pots? mocha pots from the mix, espresso, miniature frothers, French presses, like yeah. go to an estate sale. Yeah. And, French press too. Yeah, and, <laughs> Yeah, if yeah. you know for the episode an...
0: on Maggie's estate sale tips. Yes, how to how to find the best coffee setup added added in a estate sale. Yes. That'd be that'd be sick.
2: That's it. really cool.
1: Yeah.
2: Um. But uh. But yeah. To to sum it all up, just like thirty dollar pour over equipment. Um. You, you don't even need a grinder. All right. Like it's if you true. have to. It's like true. you can buy your coffee pre-ground. Mm-hmm. Just. Buy it in small amounts so you can drink it, you know, in, in like a reasonable amount of time so yeah. it won't go bad. Or if you want to buy it in larger amounts, just split the cost with your okay. roommate or whatever yeah. and like make, make coffee. coffee for, you know, like
1: my coffee grinder is like a little bit taller than this container of mm-hmm. what is this cookie butter? Yeah. yeah. Um, and it's like it's like a hand, it's like very yeah. convenient. Yeah to use.
0: You said it's a whirly blade. Yes. So that's what a lot of people are going to have and yeah. it'll do a job. But something to understand about coffee is when you are trying to extract the good parts out of your coffee beans, that's why we grind coffee. It's so we can get coffee, coffee material out of the beans into our cups, right? If you use a whirly blade grinder, you are inevitably, inevitably going to get particles of all different sizes. Yes. And you've seen that if you've ever used one of these. Um, You know, if you're dealing with spices, maybe you care less, which is actually what those grinders are made for. (laughs) Um, If you're thinking about coffee and trying to get the same amount of material out of each particle, that's basically what's going to happen is you're going to get what we call boulders and and fines and everything in between. And you're going to pull out more, you're going to over extract material from very small particles, and you're not going to extract enough out of some of the bigger particles. It's called under-extraction. And then what you're going to have is this uneven flavor, when what you wanted was particles that were roughly about the same size across the board. And that's why we talk about the kinds of grinders that we talk about. You want something that can yeah. give you more even particle size across the board. What type of grinder getting, what would
1: that be called?
0: Uh, typically a burr
2: grinder is going to do yeah. that.
1: E-U-R-R.
2: Yeah. yeah, I I also have a Conical hand grinder. Other. G- hand grinders I, are undervalued. They, they they are undervalued. They really get the job done. But to call back my espresso problem at home, um, I have a hand grinder. I thought it would help me achieve the finer grind setting that I need for the espresso that my uh, encore just can't do. 30 minutes later. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> like, <laughs> it took me—my friends were, wa- were watching me when I was trying to make a flare— Espresso in my apartment one time. I literally, it was like an arm workout. Like I was just doing this oh, yeah. get a for thirty minutes. I was switching hands. I was, I was cranking it. And it, wouldn't recommend for espresso. I and think. and then yeah. I Not for I the amount of coffee you need. No, yeah. Cup. And and I, I still didn't get a good espresso out of it because I, I can't dial it in either. Like like you have to dial in espresso to make sure it tastes good. But I did it way too fine to the point where the flare couldn't even push the water through the coffee. And it's exploded everywhere. So, so too would
1: would someone's like blender be a good substitute or a food processor?
2: No, no, no because okay. the blades. Thing. Same thing. Okay. Um, the the, the, the I'm just trying
1: to think about you know tools people might okay, already here, have at here,
0: home. Here's okay, that's a fair question. That's a fair question, and you can do that, but ultimately, yeah, see, I'm trying to ride this but, line. I'm like, I'm like, how much do we allow? for just using what you have and how much do we start to think differently about coffee and start mm-hmm, thinking about mm-hmm. maybe it's time to invest in a process that really should be more of a
2: process. And that's when I got my grinder. But if you have a coffee shop near you, just ask them to grind the coffee okay. for you. Like I, I would happily grind someone's coffee, even if they hadn't purchased it at our shop. Or like I said, if you're drinking, in a certain amount of time, just buy it ground, you know? like i i personally would find that better than trying to find some new other business way to idea grind it at home.
1: rent a grinder
2: grinder library i'm literally
0: smiling cuz that's
1: <laughs>
0: that's intriguing <laughs> that's really interesting cuz you could kind of do that like online, you could have yeah. like an online, like a like a web based, or you
1: could one. have like and a. The key is
0: that you keep the your business is keeping the burrs fresh. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like as long as it's got good 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 burrs, which mm-hmm. you can change out, then uh, that's a that's an investment on the on the on on our end running our business. Can I can I rent your? Can I twenty twenty five house coffee, or just like <laughs> burr rents, a, pay us a dollar
1: rental. to grind your coffee, or something like that. And yeah. that's just for maintenance. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that's I, a funny idea I, I want to rent your espresso machine <laughs> <laughs> there are companies that rent espresso machines yeah. and
0: grinders ultimately um, that's actually that actually already is a, is a business yes
2: um but, but uh my, my trail cheap. of thought my trail of thought um has has gone a little bit off the rails i just want to finish okay um i started writing it down so i was gonna remind you no, thank you um so pour over got that uh kitchen scale it doesn't need to be anything crazy, as long as you can measure in grams. Um, you can pull up the timer on your phone, but mine also does time, um, just so you can see uh, the grams of the coffee, the grams of the water that you're uh, pouring, and and uh, takes to finish the pour over. Because it is like a sweet spot um, and how much time it takes for all of the water that you want in the pour over to be finished. I'm
1: doing this. And, I don't and, weigh my coffee. I don't and I I definitely do a pour and like walk away and come back and, and pour it. And here's
2: here's my next point. And you're not wrong. And I'll tell you why after TJ's done. Um is the kettle that you're using as well for water. Um snack kettle. And uh I I understand I know you have that that That's there are that some stuff uh, gooseneck kettles that you just turn it on and it goes until it's boiling. That's around 200 to 212 degrees Fahrenheit. Um, but I personally prefer just like for a few bucks extra, a gooseneck kettle that you can control the temperature. Um, it's called variable temp. Yeah. Uh, those are the kettles that we would use at the coffee shop and that's like what I would aim for, when I first started out, I borrowed a broken one from Rich. That was sitting in the basement unused because it would leak water all over the place. Um so that that's the gooseneck kettle that I started out with. Um you could control the temperature at which you were brewing the pour over, which Rich can probably explain way better than me how significant it is to the chemistry of the brew process. Um because there there is a ton of chemistry that goes I can't. into it. Okay. Well, we're all going to come back <laughs> after watching some videos and listen to some podcasts on the chemistry of coffee.
1: But- hey, I'm, all I'm saying is like, to summarize this whole thought mm-hmm. is Rich challenged me yes, to learn more about specialty coffee and the whole process. And so as I am on this journey of learning how to make better coffee or good coffee at home, I am just sharing some of these methods. And I just thought, you know, somebody listening may also feel very intimidated by specialty coffee like I am and not really want to attempt it because there's so many rules and there's so many things and it can be so expensive. And yeah. so my whole thing is going back to what Rich said before is is that accessibility, but also like making it technically good. Yeah like coffee snobbery on a budget.
2: <laughs> and and that's that's the that's what I was saying about the coffee lover's pipeline is you're doing the right thing. The fact that you care in the first place, you're that's it. That's all you need. Like like if if you care, then then you're going to you're going to do within your means you you are going to create um the best tasting coffee to your subjective like palate. You know, like like as long as you care, like like if you care about anything in life, like you, like you're gonna right. try to, to do it as well as you can. You know that that's just like that, a general life. Does that life summarize? Thing, in my opinion, I mean, yeah, that's a, that's a good summary.
0: Um, Did you have one more final thought? There's just so many like. I have my work cut out for me. <laughs> I like... With me? <laughs> yeah. Um, I like the concept of coffee...
1: This was your idea. Coffee
0: snobbery on a budget. That's fun. <laughs> there... Um. Yeah, I mean, frankly, it's about wrap-up time on this conversation because I don't even... There's, there's nowhere to really go from here mm-hmm. without getting under the surface of a lot of different things related to to the coffee brewing process and 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 so my main goal like like we like we've said already a couple times is is to like I, I ultimately I want specialty coffee to be more accessible not just coffee brewing at home or, or even better coffee brewing at home. I'm not here just to help you make better coffee. That's my other business.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It's called better coffee consulting. <laughs> okay. Um, I'm here to represent, and this is, this is big and I'm not equipped for it. So I'll be challenging myself with this. Right. But I'm here to represent specialty coffee. And we said that Right, you said that about me. Yes. So, you know, know that that's where I'm coming from it's like we're gonna the challenge here is to take it up a level or five okay mm-hmm. what i what I'm not here to do is knock anyone for where they are or even knock
1: yeah, i'm if, nodding my head I'm or even if head. they mm-hmm. don't
0: care that's fine we're, you're I'm not your people mm-hmm. necessarily right right I'm here to challenge you to care more about your process because coffee deserves it.
1: I love that.
0: And you deserve it. We all deserve better coffee and if if we all began to think differently about it, we would the the bar for co- like coffee would already be higher. But it's the fact that we we don't care. We don't think about it. We take it for granted. We trivialize it. We pay 99 cents a cup for it any size at the gas station and we're most happy to do so especially at 1 a.m. when it's the only option, right? I, th- like there's already a broken system that I'm trying to just do what I can to help correct. Let me give you, and I'll leave with this, right? In Australia, the cafe culture is 10 years or more ahead of the U.S. What I mean is you can walk into your gas station <laughs> and the coffee quality, the expectation around what you're going to get, is already higher it's it's like the base level the the quote unquote cheap coffee is is already on par with some of our mid range or higher end stuff and the cafe culture and the whole experience around coffee espresso drinks it's just like it's light years ahead so the it's like a whole different but that's that's a whole cultural phenomenon and You know, I don't even know, like I'd be on the low end, maybe, maybe like story would be on the low end of, of Australian coffee experiences. Just knowing what I know, I haven't been to Australia. I just know this to be true. That's the reputation. So I say that to give you like, again, to help with the perspective around this. I am not trying to compare the U S or like, I'm not trying to say we need to be like that. Mm-hmm. You need to be like me. It's not really about that as much as it is. I just see the, re- the reason I'm passionate about my realm, right? The reason I'm passionate about coffee is because I've, I've experienced it on another level. And I've also done a little bit of the work to like figure out the path to get there. And it's, it's easier than people think it might cost a little bit of money, you know, or it might, it might cost a little bit of time if nothing else there can be changes you could make at home or a tool you could put on your bar that actually doesn't cost that much money it just requires a little more intention and a little more time you might not have that so frankly you on mindset if you're not willing to invest in the, t- the time or the money into it get an espresso you will have a better coffee experience with your nespresso maker and the frother that comes with it than you will trying to like half manage the process that, that otherwise requires some intention.
1: And I wish we were sponsored by Nespresso.
0: Maybe we will be. <laughs> I, that's a
1: good, that's a good takeaway.
0: So I, I don't know. Yeah. I hope that's clear. Cause I'm not going to repeat that, Yeah. <laughs> but I, I that's, wanted where to I'm, say, that's where I'm I coming w- from.
1: I will repeat it. Challenge. Wait, he says he wants to challenge you to care more because coffee deserves it and you deserve it.
0: Any last words,
2: CJ? Sorry to monopolize it, but it is my no, podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I, know, I, know. I like this is the second time I've been on it. But um, if you have the tools, there are ways that you can brew coffee better. That's right. Like if you don't have the tools, the tools are expensive you know like that's the only caveat like i'd, I'd say
0: is y- you're right if you have the tools that's true i think you can get a version of a tool that's less much less expensive yeah. than what we would use in a coffee shop or something else right like you can find versions of these tools you can even arguably use yeah. not use a gooseneck kettle and just use a regular kettle you yeah. know what i mean like you, there are ways to make the process more intentional but also just as accessible as as you need it to be. I would love
1: to go to see like a coffee competition where like <laughs> these world class baristas have to make like coffee using like everyday home objects. Like half of
0: them couldn't do it. Yeah,
1: like a normal kettle <laughs> More and than like half. like a uh, what do you call it? A whirly grinder and whirly like yeah, a that, whirly be blade. So sick. Would that be funny? Yeah.
2: But th- all all of. These are all just tools. I, and and I'm 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 going to bring it into the music world because that's like half of my life. Just for a quick sec, you know, I I can buy a Squire guitar, which is a tenth of the price of like a Fender Stratocaster or something. Looks the same from it does, a distance, but there there are like some like. Mechanical differences in the technology that's used within the Fender versus the Squire. Yeah,
1: but most people don't have that trained of an ear.
2: If you practice your instrument and play it better than the dude that can play the two thousand dollar Fender Stratocaster, who cares? Like You're like, arguably cooler if you can. <laughs> <laughs> like I, I there, there there's a poem by by Jack Stratton under the name Wolfman. Um, he, he's a musician that I love by Wolfpack. Um, uh, I like Wolfpack. yeah, they're really awesome. He, he just put out uh, a poem, um, that says like, where are your tools, man? You know, like, like all of these predecessors that came before us, um, had all of these tools, like, like very simple tools to create what they wanted to create, you know, uh, he, he says, James Jamerson used one finger, referencing the bass player, James Jamerson, who only played bass with one finger. You know, it's, it's such a simple way. And on his Honest strumming hands. Yeah, uh, on, like, like, like uh, it's, 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 it's a constraining way to play your instrument, but it's, it's a means of, of creating something great with the tools that yeah. you have.
1: You should really read The Creative Act, A Way of Being, by Rick Rubin.
2: <laughs> I will write that down
0: the creative act
1: the creative act
0: shout out to what Mag has been listening to that was on the last, last episode, episode.
1: <laughs> it's called the creative act a way of being it's by rick rubin rick That's, rubin from Def Jam Records. you'd
2: probably yeah you'd yeah I, 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 i've definitely double. heard of rick rubin um yeah. and i i've, I've you i love, would love a lot it, of his work i love a lot of his work we gotta but, wrap
1: this up this has yeah, been yeah, a very long 5%. episode
2: 5%. oh shoot um I, <laughs> i'm really i'm really uh
1: been on the edge.
2: Yeah, I am. But love Jack Stratton. That's a beautiful poem. Everyone should check it out. It's very inspiring. In a nutshell, these are our tools. And if you don't have the tools, that is fine. Just with the means that you can, there there is a method and a way to um care more about what you're you're creating and 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 put more of that care into it to create something.
1: Coffee is art. Better
2: it is art Can coffee, be. coffee people there's a, there, there's a whole magazine about that
0: well that's a great start uh frankly this was enlightening to me just about how i'm going to approach this podcast yeah. <laughs> with our new our new take so I'm happy i'm to, loving it i'm excited they, to hear from you
1: yeah this was a longer than normal episode right
0: yeah, like well, do, we got should TJ we? Oops. Yeah, no,
1: no, no, not. I'm not blaming. I'm just trying to set oh, the like the people know, letting the people know. Like, will always be this won't long. always be this long, but we really loved having TJ and like hearing his perspective on oh, stuff.
0: Shucks. <laughs> That's totally true. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, uh, here's praying that all the tech, all the technical <laughs> components of a uh, of three way conversation, um, come together and that you hear yes. this. <laughs> I can hear
2: the outro going. Yeah, exactly. Because I'm editing it. (laughs) (laughs)
1: All right, y'all. Later.
2: Peace. Bye.